Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Food bloggers, hey, if you have not yet joined the new amazing Eat Blog Talk community, you have to go do it. You will find so much value inside, including connecting with other food bloggers in a much deeper way and having access to all kinds of exclusive value, such as bonus podcast episodes and mastermind groups and a resources and service providers directory and so much more. Go to eatblogtalk.com for more information and we cannot wait to see you inside. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag and drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers, so your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers, and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk. This podcast is for you, food bloggers wanting value, information, and clarity that will help you find greater success in your business. Today, Bethany Smith is back with me, and we will be having a conversation about how to create a gift guide to put on your blog. By creating gift guides, food bloggers can deliver a perfectly packaged guide to their followers that makes their lives easier, especially during seasons like Christmas and holiday seasons. And for food bloggers, gift guides are an opportunity to bring in more traffic and also earn a little bit of affiliate money, which is something that we're all interested in, I think, especially with the tumultuous 2020 <laughs> in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so say hi, Bethany, so everybody knows you're here. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> so Bethany and I are doing this eBlog Talk community platform together, as most of you know, and each month we have a main focus. For example, this next month in September, we are focusing on how to get through Q4 in the best, most productive way possible, finding you extra ways to diversify and get revenue into your business. And we thought that this topic, creating a gift guide, would be a really relevant thing to kind of throw into that category because it's something that some food bloggers do, but it's not something that all of us have done. So we just wanted to talk out some things to give you ideas about how to get started with doing a gift guide and maybe like best practices. And hopefully this will help you to diversify your revenue streams coming into Q4. So just to start, we were talking before the interview about, first of all, like where you house something like this. I think typically it is housed on your blog within a blog post 
And we will talk a little bit later about Amazon Influencers Program, which I don't know a ton about, but Bethany is going to shed some light on that. And then as far as styles, if you're doing a post within your blog, there are different styles you can do. So you could do like roundup style, which I think we've all dabbled in, like having an image and then maybe copy and a link and just a few sentences, you know, to describe it. Or we could do more Pinterest style where we have little thumbnails and then people have to click over to the product that you have in your gift guide. So you kind of have to decide which style you're doing and how you're housing it. And then beyond that, we had a few little tips we wanted to talk through. So Bethany, maybe you could start out just by running through a few tips before you even start your guide. Yeah. So I mean, just to kind of summarize what you were already saying too. I mean, I think gift guides are a great, a great idea um, to drive affiliate revenue, or we were actually talking, I just looked at one that you had done, Megan, that was linking to um, just like DIY gifts that you could make um, from your recipes, right? So like if you're saying this cookie recipe would be great to give for the holidays or you can make someone I think you had a vanilla something on there making vanilla or making like potpourri or different things like that um so if you have recipes like that you could kind of do a gift guide of just all of your things and drive traffic (laughs) to your own stuff that way um but I think what we're focusing on more with this in this conversation is probably um with affiliate working with affiliates to do something like that um so i think if you're thinking through a gift guide um it's good to think of a target often i mean if you have a very specific niche it could be about that but you can do gifts for moms gifts for bakers gifts for preschoolers i know i've used guides like this a lot especially with my young kids i'm like i don't know what would be good for this age right um and i'm sure a lot of people are not great at gift buying and look for things like this all the time um and they don't have to be just for like christmas they can be for if you have one for moms like gifts for moms you can then use it for mother's day you can use it for all sorts of different holidays um so when you're thinking of what items to put in there think of ones that you actually love and ones that would be on brand for you. Um, I think it's fine, actually great to use some things that maybe, I mean, maybe your brand, you know, you're, you're a food blogger. So <laughs> it probably revolves around cooking somewhat. But if you have things that you use with your kids that you really love, um, I think it's great to include something like that too, that you use around your house people would be like oh i'm so glad like they told me about this thing you know um and then i think the key for making some revenue with this is to have a mixture of prices because if you focus just on the low-end ones you're not going to (laughs) make very much money from it right so be sure to include some high-end options and have um a variety i think so i think a kitchenaid mixer is a really good like just put that on there you know, somebody may... <laughs> Everyone loves the KitchenAid mixer. Yeah, I mean, somebody may click. And, um, oh my gosh, I don't remember the specifics, but with Amazon Associates, if someone has clicked over from your page, like, 
anything they buy for a certain amount of time will still be credited to you. Um, and so it's not always just about what you have listed on there because they may purchase other things too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have something red and shiny like a KitchenAid mixer. So they do click over and then maybe they remember they have to buy a handful of other things and then you do get a percentage of that as well. So mm-hmm. it's good to have red shiny objects. Yeah, or like whatever color they've came come out with lately. <laughs> yes, right. right. The most recent color, yeah. Okay, so just a couple things on that. So thinking like your audience thinks, put yourself in their shoes and know their likes, know their wants, but also that that has to align with things that you enjoy, obviously. And I was going to mention, if you want ideas about like what a gift guide kind of looks like and what they look like when they're put together, go to a website like Parade that does this sort of thing all the time. And they have so many ideas that you can just kind of browse through. And that always inspires me. Um, Also, you can get ideas about what kinds of products are, you know, trendy or whatever and people are actually wanting. And they have... Um, gift guides and roundups for literally every kind of topic you can ever imagine. So it might just give you some ideas. Yeah, that's a good place. I'm looking at them right now. And (laughs) 10 gifts for a good night's sleep. There you go. Everyone wants a good night's sleep. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so it doesn't just have to be about Christmas. I mean, we all think like gift guide Christmas. And yes, because everyone hates digging into Christmas present buying, I feel like, but think about other types or other times of the year too, like Mother's Day, Father's Day. I feel like fathers are always so hard to buy for. Everybody says that. I don't know, like your dad's birthday gifts or you could go really generic too. So it doesn't just have to be about Christmas. Yeah. I think birthdays, doing a gift guide for birthdays would work well. I mean, some of this is going to be very like SEO friendly, very Pinterest friendly. Um, You know, it's kind of some evergreen content that you can get out there. I mean, update it once in a while to make sure the products are still there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. That's a good point to make a point to go back and just make sure that the products are available, etc. Okay. So what else do you have for tips? I mean, I think that covered it just, yeah, like you said, thinking through, um, your audience and what you love and what they love. Um, and then probably I'd say, be sure to make it a little bit specific. I wouldn't just say like gift guide. I'd say like, you know, whatever your niche is like, or, you know, I'd have the title be a little bit more specific. So people, um, kind of come in with that hook. Yeah. Right. Cause like, gifts for Christmas. I mean, okay, that's way too generic, I think. So get really down to it. Like who would these gifts be for and exactly what are you buying for? And then I think people are much more likely to click over. So let's talk about, we talked about this a little bit too, Bethany, but like product photos, because if you're compiling a gift guide, the photos are available online, but should you be doing that save as and just taking the photos and putting them on your own site or should you be asking permission I always when I'm doing these things for myself I always err on the side of caution with that because 
I just never want to be that person who's stealing photos and then gets caught in a juicy scandal. <laughs> like she's a photo thief. Yeah. I mean, typically if you're, if somebody is selling a product, they want it to be sold. So probably they're okay with it. But I just think it's probably always good to ask, but how do you know where to go if you find the product on Amazon and you, there's not a clear way about how to contact somebody. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it can get complicated. I feel like when you said save as, probably like most of our listeners just cringed a bit. It was like, <laughs> why is that even a feature? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's sort of a complicated issue. And I want to say sort of a gray area, but maybe not a gray area, which is only sort of helpful. Um, so I've done some, especially with Amazon, I've done some research on this because when I, my first actual project with a food blogger was creating an Amazon shop page. Um, so basically like a page on her website where um, I then pulled in pictures from Amazon and um, then linked to the product through Amazon um, associates. Um, and so then several other people asked me to build these pages. And so I got more and more into it. And um, one reason I don't do it now, and I don't encourage people to do it that way anymore is because of this photo issue. Um, So Amazon says, I believe, although it's very vague in their wording, (laughs) is that you can't just take an image and save it on like on your website, like on your server. Um, but the way they want you to do it is through an API, which, I mean, I only sort of know what an API is. Basically, an API is a way to connect one, like, platform to another platform, right? And so, there's these plugins you can get if you're in Amazon. I always want to say Amazon Affiliate, but it's Amazon Associate. I do, too. I know. I do, too. I do the same thing. Uh, so, if you're an Amazon Associate, there are several plugins out there that would really help help you with this Uh, one is aawp and there are several others so you can just search for them these plugins also help with things like geolocation to make sure if uh, your reader is in another country it directs to like the appropriate amazon country pages it also helps with things like how you display products and just format your pages better in general so they look good Uh, so the other option here which many of you may have used if you're an amazon associate is the stripe tool which is what amazon natively provides within their system if you are an associate Uh, the reason why i haven't personally use this much is because it can be hard to format and present it in a way that looks nice and looks really good on the page. Um, Basically with this option you find a product you like on Amazon and then you can through uh, the Stripe tool select code and paste it in your website for a text link images uh, similar to that but basically you can't format it or do anything with it so it can get frustrating. Um, For instance even though it says in Stripe image, uh, if you copy that info, you aren't actually copying an image. It's not like uh, JPEG. You're not copying that. You're not downloading it. It's just code that tells your website where to find the image on the Amazon server. So that's not going to be an option you can use 
if say you want to make a Pinterest graphic uh, using a shot of the product or for any sort of marketing uh, of your gift guide that you're doing. It's only an option if you're actually just creating a blog post and using the image as an actual link to the Amazon product, uh, which you could totally do for a gift guide. It may just uh, not look quite as nice or exactly the way you want it to, which can be frustrating. Um, and of course, there are plenty of other affiliate programs out there. I just know Amazon the best and it's really popular. So if you're using someone else, you need to check with them on their guidelines. But generally, this is going to be what they say or really should be saying because the affiliate program doesn't own the rights to distribute those photos of the products to you um, and to let you use them for any purpose. Maybe they have the rights for one specific purpose, but likely not for everything. Um, and some of you may just be making a gift guide as a way to drive traffic to your site, but you aren't even using an affiliate program at all, um, and that's fine. You're not getting money from these links. Um, you're just using it as a way to drive traffic, which is totally fine and a great idea too, especially if you're listening to this and you're just like, I, I just can't, I can't deal with the whole affiliate program part right now, but I do want to do a gift guide. Um, that's, that's great. So, uh, but you definitely can't just go find images from the company's website of the of the products you're listing. You can't just go there, download them, and use them. I mean, how it's similar. Like, how would you feel if somebody came to your blog and did that for the photos you took and put up on your food blog? Even if you are okay with it, it still is a copyright violation and is technically illegal. So, uh, yeah, there's some options depending on the affiliate programs you're using, especially Amazon, but just doing the save as without asking asking um, permission is not an option really for any situation. Yeah, I mean, it's like so daunting though if you want to put a killer gift guide together that has like 50 images, the thought of reaching out to all of those different companies just sounds like I would rather not do that honestly so I mean putting text yes but people like to see images I mean obviously you could take the photos yourself if you have the product but clearly you're not going to go buy every single product on your gift guide yeah well you could do a combo too where you have like pictures images of some of them and then some of them are links so that's a way to <laughs> add more to your gift guide without emailing everybody with that or yeah like you said if you do have the product you could take your own your own picture of it but with amazon there is a way which is what i suggest now um so through the amazon influencers program so you need to be an amazon associate and then on top of that you can apply to be an amazon influencer um, which is their program more for social, they say it's for social media influencers, but um, I think food bloggers fall really well into this category also. Um, so then what happens is then you can create a storefront on Amazon. So it wouldn't live specifically on your website, but you can link to it from your website. You can even have it in your menu bar drop down you know, you have a shop thing and that just takes you to Amazon. Um, and so on there you can organize, I mean, you can make gift guides through that and um, that's linked directly to the products on Amazon. And 
Um, your homepage, you can categorize into different categories. So you can have like cookbooks as one and then people click and then they'll see all the cookbooks that you have in there. And it's really nice because it's already on the Amazon platform. People are really familiar with it. People might even have other things in their shopping cart that then you're going to get revenue from that when they purchase everything together. Um, so I think it's a good solution. Um, they do say... You need to have some sort of social media presence. And I don't think it needs to be very large. Um, I don't know a specific number. They haven't said a specific number that I could find. Um, but I think if you have 500 followers on Instagram and you're active on there, you should apply. Or wherever, Facebook or YouTube, that you have those followers. Um, I think that probably what they're looking for is just that you're there, you're active, you're engaging with your audience um, to get, to get approved with it. Do you have an example? I was just looking at the application to get in and it looks fairly simple, but I've just like, I don't know if I've seen this in real life. Yeah. I don't think it's um, something that people are using a ton of. So I set, um, it's newer. I don't know when it was started. I don't think it's like six months ago new. I set up one for Emma Duckworth Bakes. And I'm not sure where she has it linked to, linked from. But if you wanted to go to just Amazon.com backslash shop backslash Emma Duckworth Bakes, um, you, can, you can see that one there. And actually, let me double check, but I think this other, this other person I follow who's not a food blogger, I think they do it too. Let me see where it goes if I click on here. Okay, I found hers. Oh, that's really nice. So it's like a separate entity here that you can link to from your blog, correct? Yeah, and we can link to that in the show notes too, so... It looks really clean, and and I'm guessing that you can just create different collections within here, right? And then direct people to those collections. So if you have a gift guide for moms for Christmas over the age of 40, you could put that in here and get really specific with the different collections that you create. I mean, really, this is the way to go because I am just... I would not follow through with asking permission for tons of photos that are already on Amazon. So if this is as easy as it looks, this is the route that I would personally go. And why aren't people doing this more? Is it just that new? I think people just don't know about it. I don't think it's something that's been promoted a lot. I think that the term influencer makes people think it's kind of something that is not especially in the food blogging world right like I don't think many food bloggers I mean we kind of know like oh yeah we're an influencer but like I've not really heard food bloggers identify themselves as that right <laughs> like so I think it's just kind of this disconnect and then I think people are afraid when it says um you have to have a social following. Like it makes it sound like you have to have 5 million people or whatever following you, um, which is not the case. Yeah. But food bloggers 
all have followings on some level. So, I mean, even any number of followers, I think, would probably be sufficient for that, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to have very many. I think, I mean, you probably have to show that you're active, show that you have some people engaging with you. Um, You know, so I don't, I would just apply. Like, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. They say, even on there, I think they say, if we don't approve you now, try again in a month or whenever, you know. So, but I think this is their solution to the type of thing that um, food bloggers want to do, which is have their own shop page, right? And because of some of the issues we were talking about before, there's a lot of issues also around you're not supposed to list price. Um, You're not supposed to list all sorts of certain things unless you're doing this API thing or you're doing whatever. Um, This is the solution they came up with. Um, And I think it is nice because then if anything changes, if the price changes, if somebody the product gets deleted it's just deleted from here um if somebody changes the the image like it's just all automatically updated and it's really a lot less <laughs> work for you i mean the only the only drawback is that i know a lot of people want to keep everything kind of on their on their web page right or on their blog so then you know, you're still on there and they can click to other recipes and stuff. So, I mean, that is a drawback, but besides that, um, I think this is definitely the way to well, go. I'm intrigued by this. I am going to look into this myself because I definitely want to put some gift guides together this year just as a way to kind of back up my revenue, <laughs> revenue backups. So I think this is a really easy way to do that, especially through a, a handy little program like this. So Amazon Influencers, if you are not on there, go check it out. Apply. I mean, like Bethany said, it really can't hurt to apply and see what happens and just promote it from your website. Could you link to it from emails? I know that like linking to Amazon affiliate, anything is kind of questionable for emails. Do you know anything about that, Bethany? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's also why, yes, you can link to it. And yes, linking, I think it's linking directly to a product from email is a problem with with associates, right? Like you're not supposed to link directly to a product from email. Um, but this, like just your storefront, you probably still can't do directly a product, but you can link to your store and you could link to any of the like categories in your store would be fine. Well, that's really cool. So there's a solution for you guys to eliminate all of that hassle that you probably are thinking about just like me. So this year, go create a gift guide. Okay, so once you get it set, let's talk about ways that we can promote it. We just talked about email. We can get that circulating through email and maybe do a series leading up. Oh, here's another thing. Like, Make sure to do gift guides before the holiday, well before the holiday and not like the week before because people are thinking about holidays well in advance, especially Christmas. People do their Christmas shopping early. So what do you think about like how far in advance should we be thinking about specifically Christmas gift guides? Oh, I mean like over the summer. (laughs) I mean for Christmas, like you're kind of just always behind, you know? Um, Because people will search for that year round too. And I mean, in some of like, especially with Google and Pinterest, you know, your gift guide from a year ago may start doing well the next year. Um, But 
I mean, more practically speaking, I guess, two to three months before. So, like, once September hits, I'd really start, you know, thinking about putting together a gift guide and just getting it out there a little bit. Um, That's one thing that's nice about this Amazon Influencers um, shop page is that then you can create a gift guide there. You don't have to worry about it coming up on your blog and being like, it feels too early to have this on my blog. Do I need to hide it? Do I need to get whatever? Um, if you're pulling in like your latest posts and it's September 1st and there's a gift guy, like this feels awkward. Um, you know, having it somewhere totally separate, you can create that. You can start putting pins up for it, um, doing that sort of thing. And then maybe a little bit later, you start pushing it on social. And then you could even create um, a page on your website that that does link, hey, I have this gift guide or do a couple gift guides, like link out to the, the um, Amazon influencer shop page. And you could even SEO optimize that, right? Like a, create a post and put some keywords in there so that Google can maybe pick up your post, which links to your Amazon influencer shop, yeah. correct? And I think that these Amazon shops do um, come up, I'm trying to search for a couple. I'm sure, well, I guess I'm not sure. I think they do come up on Google, um, but you wouldn't have, yeah, because I just found this one. I did have to search for Amazon shop, um, but they, I don't, like, I don't know how you would necessarily increase, like, like the ranking of your shop, but if the title of your um, gift guide was something people were searching for, it is indexed in Google, and so then it could, it could be found that way. That's really helpful. My wheels are turning for sure. So other ways to promote gift guides um, outside of blog posts and SEO optimization and emails. Also, there's Pinterest. Pinterest is really visual, as you all know. But if we don't have permission to use specific photos, I mean maybe we could get permission for just like a handful of the photos within the gift guide so that we could put them on a Pinterest graphic. I think that's a good idea instead of like, I don't know, getting a bunch of them, just pick out the two or three that are really visually appealing or like we were talking about before, maybe a trendy new color of KitchenAid or whatever you're getting and put that on your pin to kind of draw people in that way or you could go without the photo and just create a graphic like maybe a graphic like implying gifts or a certain season and then putting a font on it I've seen those too on Pinterest and some of those do really well Well, and if you have you know a product if you have one or two of the things on your gift guide you can take a photo of it um and you could also do like the results like I you know, I don't know, <laughs> depending what your, what your um, gift guide has on it, right? Like you could, if it's an instant pot or something, you could just have a finished, you know, you could just put up a picture. You were kind of saying this, but just put up a picture of a finished dish and, you know, nobody knows if, if you made that in the instant pot or not, you know, but just something um, that's related to kind of what it was. You already said that. But, 
yeah, I think there's a lot of ways around that. But we are all experts in the realm of creating amazing Pinterest graphics because we do it all the time for our food. So we most of us know about Canva and just the amazing um, photos and graphics they have in there. So you can even go into Canva and explore the different categories. They recently came out with this new um, like homepage where you can create based on what you need, like what your end product is. So if you go in there, you can find Pinterest pin and then it gives you all of these amazing recommendations. I don't know what comes up if you type in gift guide, but I'm sure they have something that would be appealing to you. Outside of Pinterest, SEO, email list, Instagram too, you could promote there. I think on social um, for sure. And social, I would do um, closer to like when it is, you know, we kind of talked about creating them, say, in in September, which is why we're talking about it now. Um, but yeah, if you're doing it, I mean, you can mention it on social, say, hey, I just created this if you're interested. But then, you know, um, save, I mean, if it's for Christmas, right? Um after, like once November hits, then I'd really start pushing it, you know, and you can think of ones that are really specific, like for Black Friday or for, you know, whatever, like getting, getting kind of on that um, too. So you, yeah, just kind of, I mean, promote it. Food bloggers, you like, you guys know how to promote things, right? Like <laughs> that's what you do with your recipes. Just be sure to promote this in the same way and put it out there. Like, I don't think that anything should be that different. Just, um, think of it like a holiday recipe or something and that, you know, you need to get it out there early, uh, with some of that stuff. So yeah, thinking through it ahead of time, which we are definitely used to. So I think we've talked through pretty much everything. Am I missing anything? Just kind of general tips, places to get started, ways to promote products to use. Think through the lens of your audience and also things that you like, things that you love. Also, just take a peek around your house and what things do you personally use all the time or what have you gotten for a birthday or Christmas gift recently? If you are a woman age 40, you know, then you know what maybe other women age 40 are going to like. Or if you have a husband and he loved the beard brush you got him, then maybe you put that on a men's guide. So just thinking through like your own family and their loves and needs and asking families and family members and friends too, I think is a good route to go. Like, what is your favorite gift? What's the favorite gift you got in the past year? Um, also kind of keeping an eye on trendy uh, new products and we had mentioned like the trendy colors I mean, every year it seems like there's a trendy new color for appliances and just keeping an eye on all of that as you put your gift guide together but this is all really good I am like super pumped I want to go create one right now <laughs> yeah I mean I think that they're really um, easy thing that is actually sort of clickbaity but has real content in it <laughs> right I always click on stuff like this and I'm not really one who does that you know <laughs> I'm like I don't know what to buy somebody what's on this list like I don't know they're just so inherently interesting for some reason um, so yeah I think any of these options are great and just even if it's just other recipes um 
on your site uh, or think about, um, I've seen some posts before where it's like, these are all the cookies you should put, you should put together for like a cookie tin that you give to your um, friends and family or, you know, like there's so many options of things you could do with this. I know there are like DIY stuff or, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are so many routes you can go in again, go to a place like Parade and browse through there. And I promise you, you're going to come away with a few ideas about new spins or I don't know, a holiday you should have on your radar or something. And check out the, check out the Amazon influencer. Yes. I am already almost all through my application just as we've been talking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm through the verification. I have to verify on Instagram. Yes. It's that easy. I've been interviewing and applying to be on the Amazon influencers program. Okay, so I think we've covered a lot, Bethany. We will put together some of these ideas in our show notes for this episode. And those will be at eatblogtalk.com forward slash gift guides. And I think that's all. You know where to find Bethany and me. So if you have any questions about this or anything else, please feel free to reach out. Thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk. Talk.